Welcome to episode 311 of Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me will be the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gales. What's up, buddy? Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, give me a second right here. Mm. Oh, he's cracking uh. a beer. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. The designated driver's got himself a 7-up tonight. Mm. <laughs> mm. But as you can tell... As you can tell, I am doing pretty darn well, especially since last night was definitely a fun-ass night, but uh, before we get into that, though, Tyler, how have you been doing? <laughs> oh, one, one second, one second here, one second. Yeah, it's a water bottle for you right there, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm drinking a water bottle right now. Uh, God damn, I'm covering a little bit from yesterday. <laughs> Um, um, I'm doing all right. You know, really tired. Uh, long week of work at work yeah. today. Um, uh, so yeah, about the same. Nothing too crazy going on with me as usual. Uh, I didn't. Get, I didn't get a chance to play any games though this week, unfortunately. Nah, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, I got Resident Evil Two. It's downloaded because like, I got it digitally. I just haven't been able to play it. Oh, so. you got it digitally. I got it fucking physically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got that. So. Um, I was gonna play it when I got home from work today, and then I ended up uh, uh, taking like a four-hour nap, and then here we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll, I'll probably play it tonight after the recording, or I'll probably just play it tomorrow. Try to get could jump onto it. Um, yeah. No, I'm doing okay. Otherwise, though. Uh, so, Gabe, was you you before you, you wanted to jump into something, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, the good news, guys, is because of the recent stream that I did last night in regards to Resident Evil 2, I am now past my halfway point for followers. And I'll tell you what, man, it's it's really fucking cool just to see your your Twitch side or any type of little channel that you start, all of a sudden you start progressively getting more people interested in watching your stuff. Yeah. Ever since the start of this year, it's been a little bit more erratic in my streams, and that's because in large part, hey, I moved different places hey, I've earned a lot more responsibility stuff in my work, and you know what? It's going to be a slow period anyway in the video game front because this beginning part of January normally is slow. But I'll tell you what, getting towards the last week of this month is definitely not slow as we got two major games that are coming out. One released yesterday has a recording in Resident Evil 2 Remake. And oh my god, <laughs> my gosh. This game is definitely something that kind of took me by surprise in and of itself. So, obviously we're getting into a little bit of what we've been playing here, or particularly in this week's scenario, what I've pretty much been playing. Because, <laughs> yeah. like Tyler, I have played just one thing this week, and that was yesterday. So, during work, I decided... You know, I was just talking with one of my buddies and stuff like that, and we started talking about some of the game releases and stuff, and he asked me this one simple question. It's like, hey, hey, Gables. It's like, when did Resident Evil 2 remake come out? And I go forth, and I'm like, Man, I don't know. Let me check. I check my phone because, you know what, when you're supervisor and you have a phone on you and stuff, you can casually look at it and stuff in terms of looking up different price points of stuff because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, difference between supervisor and actual hardlines worker. Anyway. Watching, watching Pornhub on the floor. <laughs> I would not be surprised if people have done that before. But, no, I do not do that. I Anybody listening in from work, I do not do that. <laughs> Oh, no wonder why he's so happy at this porn period. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see now, but if they are listening, now they're always going to be thinking, maybe he is. <laughs> they just see me watching. They just see me looking at my phone. All of a sudden, I just come back from like my lunch with a shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's not what we were talking about. Anyway, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Little story for you. I did not play this game back in the day. I have had a love-hate relationship with the Resident Evil series, dating as far back as when Resident Evil 4 first released for the GameCube. Now, I love Resident Evil 4's 
atmosphere and the control style and everything of of the sort. You know, it's just one of those games where I like. I just never finished it. <laughs> never finished it multiple times. But in terms of like the original Resident Evil games, I have attempted to play the original Resident Evil on the PS One. You know that copy. I've tried playing it, like the remaster stuff, when it was released on the PS4. There was one thing that kept me back on those particular playthroughs, and that was the controls. I absolutely hate tank controls in video games. I mean, I understood why they were implemented to begin with back when it was in the late 90s, and that was before the pretty much the standardized, the standardized control style of using dual analog sticks. As a result, though, it's like I kept getting really frustrated trying to play those games, like Resident Evil games in general, because of having to turn and shoot and then all of a sudden try to angle myself to get the zombies, this and that, you know. It just wasn't that's that type of a feel that I really wanted to get acquainted with. It's not impossible, mind you, no. I did go through some parts of Resident Evil during that game style, you know, but it's like... And it just wasn't for me. Now, this is entirely different, playing Resident Evil 2 Remaster. Whereas, hey, there's a lot of the same elements that were in Resident Evil 2. But, instead of doing the tank controls, they have a third-person over-the-shoulder view. Just like a standard action game of this modern gaming landscape would have. And I'll tell you what, difference is night and day. I absolutely love playing this game like this. And it has gotten me more immersed inside of the gaming experience. Because with that barrier of control being gone, I'm looking at it in a scenario where I'm starting to enjoy playing this game and what it's worth in the content-wise, you know, like with solving puzzles, with dealing with, like, some of the zombies and this and that and stuff like that, but... It's just, it's so fluid to play, because it plays like a standard, like, third-person, like, action game would. Third-person shooter, I would say. But, uh, what I've loved about it so far is it retains a lot of the atmosphere that the original Resident Evil 2 did offer. And even though I may not have beaten Resident Evil 2 on the PS1, I've seen little tidbits, and I know the overall theme is, like, kind of a survival horror type of theme. As of this moment, I have gone through most of the police station. I have not I have not found the last medallion in terms of trying to go through and like escape through the underground and get out of that police station. But I'll tell you this though. Every step of the way while playing this game has been really enjoyable. From, like, the grotesque, like, it's like blood and gore of certain, like, cop scenes. Just seeing your comrades just going through and just, like, biting the dust big time while being enveloped by, like, all these zombies and stuff. And I'll tell you what, man. It's like, when you encounter the liquor for the first time in this game, oh, my God. It just comes out of nowhere. No pun intended, but it's like, <laughs> it is freaking crazy. And I absolutely love it. It's like, you're just walking down this narrow hallway and all of a sudden it's like, you see something from the corner of your eye, and all of a sudden you just look up. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? And that's exactly my reaction I had when I first saw it. You know, hell, Tyler, you've seen the little clip, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I, I've watched some gameplay videos on this. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, man. It's like when you see – I'll tell you guys. For those that are interested in wanting to play this, dude, I would definitely go for and track down a copy of this game. Digitally, physically. I've only played a few hours of it, but during this entire – two-hour play that I've had last night, I've had a lot of fun solving little bits of the random puzzles. I love the aspect to where if there is a specific item that you collect and you've basically, like, ran out of uses for it, there's a red check mark that will indicate, hey, you can destroy the item after you've gotten done using it so many times. I'm like, holy crap, that is an annoyance actually taken away from me because it's like, that was one of the main issues I heard of back in the day because you sometimes you didn't know when to discard certain key items in order to try to free up inventory space. And so I kind of like the aspect of like organizing my uh organizing my inventory stuff based upon like 
what I actually do need. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's been kind of, it's been kind of a little bit, you know, it has been sort of a little bit like uh, stressful at times too, because here you are, you're trying to manage all this like inventory space, and it feels like once you do get like these little incremental upgrades to your pouch, it gets automatically filled up just right as soon as you freaking <laughs> upgrade it. Because that's the uh, that's the thing that's been happening to me. There are sometimes I forget that yeah I can actually combine certain items that I have like these two items or something like that that are like totally unrelated. I don't think about like going through and trying to examine them or combine them. Oh gosh, here's a good example of this. I go to this room, this art room, right, and I find this statue hand, and I go somewhere else inside of this police station. And I find this red book, and what's kind of funny is I didn't know about this at the time. I placed the red book in the storage locker. This little storage, like, a trunk. And I go forth into this film development room because I found access to find this roll of film. And so when I go to this film room, I use the little thing to develop the film, and the first picture that I look is there's a picture of that statue I had with the arm, and there's that fucking red book combined with it. Like, how the hell was I supposed to know that? <laughs> But but I'll tell you what, man. It's like it's it is actually pretty damn fun because, in a way, the game in and of itself tells you, like incrementally, okay, you can actually do this, 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 and that, and stuff. And here's a fun tip for you: if you're playing this game for the first time, read everything that you pick up because they'll give you subtle hints of what you're going to be doing in the future. It could be either a backstory to a specific, like, treasure that you find. It could be, like, specific codes that you had to go through in order to use. Oh, and by the way, when I was actually looking up a little bit of gameplay, like, reviews and stuff for Resident Evil 2 Remake, for, like, every, just, like, review gameplay and this and of that, there were people that are already searching for that fucking code for the safe. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. If people had some more patience and actually found a little... The little slip and little like a tidbit or something like that, they would have figured it out. But uh Yeah, you know what? This game does not hold your hand. It does not hold your hand at all. And what I kind of find interesting is if you were to play this game, like say on hard mode, it's actually close to the original uh like difficulty in terms of the original Resident Evil 2, apparently. Cause you get to use ink ribbons and stuff, and I think the controls are manipulated a bit too but uh there is an easy mode for this game as well it's called assist like assist mode or something where the aim is like automatic and this is of that hmm. it's more or less a mode where you're gonna try to enjoy more like the cinematic experience of resident evil 2 on my playthrough i wanted to play through on normal because i wanted to try to get an off not only i wanted a little bit of challenge but i also wanted to just try to see if i could get synced into this world and oh my god, oh my god, man, it's like, just from the get-go, from like the opening cutscene all the way up until like meeting like Marvin or some that dude that's like, uh, that uh, police officer that looks like he's like uh, about like one foot in the grave, one out and stuff like that. It's, I believe that this game is simultaneously, without even me realizing it, got me to understand the appeal of what Resident Evil was back in the late 90s. And that in and of itself is amazing to me, because it's like, you know, growing up, I've seen the Resident Evil games from afar. I My first game in that series was Resident Evil 4 for the GameCube, and that was considered to be like the like granddaddy of all Resident Evil games at the time, before it went on to its skid with, obviously, the huh, RE5 and RE6, but... Uh, yeah, you know what? It's like, I've definitely had a blast playing Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I know it's, with me playing this game, it's caught a lot of people by surprise that I would actually go forth and attempt to play it. Only because of how tumultuous, <laughs> like, oh god, how, like, uh, haphazard I've been with that series in general. But man... Oh, man, I just can't stop thinking about it, you know? I actually thought about, like, my time playing it last night, you know, this morning, and while I was editing certain things for Twitch and trying to get some, like, video clips, some of my best uh, best stuff that happened. Because, you know, on the Twitch chat and stuff, I was just talking a little bit with uh, one of our, one of my regular, 
like uh, people who loves to pop in and watch Miss Rose and stuff. And uh, it was just kind of funny. We're just chatting a little bit back and forth and stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like this major event fucking like goes more than happens and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's like memorable moment after memorable moment and stuff. But man, I ended the I ended that stream by just finishing up past where I encountered the liquor. Because <laughs> after I went through that sequence where I snuck by that liquor and found out both of those doors past it were locked, and I simultaneously not only have him notice that I actually was trying to open the door, but he heard me and fucking tried tracking me down. At one point, he was chasing me, and I freaking went into the freaking star's office room. Just out of course, I just... And, and listening back to the freaking uh, clip, you can hear its footsteps just going like... <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. But uh, I know you've had... I know, Tyler, you've had, like, uh, some bits of experience with the Resident Evil games before. Did you actually have a chance to play the original back in the day? Um, vaguely, I remember playing it, um, you know, when I was younger. Because, I, I, you know, I remember playing Resident Evil 1 on PlayStation 1 and liking that. And oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't beat it when it initially came out because I was too young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm just older and still kind of dumb. Um, but I remember, you know... I playing a little bit i just like like you yeah, just didn't like tank controls uh at all yeah um, i even i even last year i was like oh, i'm gonna go through and replay resident Evil one and zero because we got them for on ps plus well yeah of uh, free over the years i'm gonna go back and play i'll just put them on easy or whatever and go through them it's like i'm just fine i'm like i'm not even like i'm not even enjoying this game i don't like the controls still even with the with the remakes um but you know obviously we've talked about like i never played three or code veronica but four is one of my favorite games of all time uh Five is it was okay. We you know we both replayed it a couple of years yeah. ago, uh, and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, six obviously um, we have uh, ranted on this podcast over the last six years about it. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, seven, you know, I actually repurchased it. It was on sale, uh, but I haven't played it yet because I want to give it another try. Um, yeah. So you know, I've, I've been kind of over. I, I like the Resident Evil Revelations games. I loved the first one uh, when they ported it over. It was actually a 3DS game. They ported. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, then they made like the Resident Evil Revelations two. That was, um, it was interesting. It was kind of cool. Like they tried to do an episodic thing, where it was like four episodes for forty bucks, and you, but the episodes came out like every, I think it was like every week or every two weeks. Yeah, and they stuck to the schedule, and it was, it was really cool. They did that, but the game itself was okay. Um, so you know, I've had obviously a lot of ups and downs, uh, a lot of a lot of highs, a lot of real lows. Yeah, um, with this franchise, so I'm excited to. You know, to jump into this one, because like I said, I think I played the first part a million times and never actually got into it. I'll tell you what, though, from my initial impressions of playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, alongside everyone else that's been simultaneously playing this game at launch, from reviewers, from this, like, it feels like it's another emergence of Resident Evil. Mm. It's starting to feel like that something is starting to brew, because I feel like this game is going to be, not only is a smashing, like, success, you know, but... To be perfectly honest with you, I would definitely like throw down another sixty dollars if there was like a Resident Evil Three re- remake or maybe like a Code Veronica or something like that. Because this game has me impressed. Honestly, this was an entire remaster of a classic game. In my honest opinion, Resident Evil Two remake so far feels like kind of the like almost kind of like the bar now that you want to go and try to get like a remaster at. Because it's like, not only does it retain a lot of what made the original game so great, but it actually improves the game significantly in terms of, like, story progression, in terms of control style, and then actually in terms of, like, replayability as well. Because, holy shit, it's like, there's two campaigns, honestly, in this game. You know, you have the Leon Mm -hmm. Kennedy stuff, and you have, like, uh, oh, God, oh, God. Is it Rebecca? Not Rebecca. I'm not sure if it was like Rebecca or something like that, but it's like Claire, Claire. Yeah. Claire Redfield, the sister of uh, Chris Redfield. But uh, you have those two campaigns and stuff like that. It's like what I'm saying. I would definitely love to to play Resident Evil three remake on this, on either the PS4 or the PS5. I don't care what it's gotta be the same fucking type of thing. Cause I would love to play as Jill Valentine running away from the fucking nemesis. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know what? That about does it for me for like my gameplay stuff this week. But man, from what I've played, oh god, it was pretty much an awesome night. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Like I said, I need to yeah. get into it. I'm gonna try to do it tomorrow. Oh, you're gonna fucking uh, enjoy this game. I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah, I think I will. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's move on over to uh, our topic. We only have one topic this week. Uh, kind of a slow week. Not, there's like a lot of little things, but the one topic we do have, pretty big. Oh pretty yeah, freaking big. Um, so this kind of came out of nowhere. On it was kind of funny how we talked about it last week. Uh. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, we were talking about it. Well, yeah, of and course. We, we thought it was going to be thing. releasing this year. <laughs> well, and I mean, my whole thing was, like, we, we've seen nothing in this game. Yeah. And everybody keeps saying, oh, this game's going to come out this year. And I'm, I was like, I don't see how it's... I mean, maybe it can. I think it's, they've surprised us before, but I just... I wasn't seeing it, um, you know, with, with all... Seeing it happen, uh, happening, so... Um, and then here we are, Friday morning, we get a message from Nintendo on their YouTube channel... Um, so basically, uh, they came out and said that, uh, the, um, uh, let me find the quote here. Oh, so basically Nintendo came out and said the decision was made, uh, this week that the fourth entry has not reached the standards we seek in a sequel to the Metro Prime series. Uh, due to this reason, Nintendo has decided to have, uh, producer, uh, Kenzeku Tanabe, uh, work in trust and collaboration with the studio that develop that development the original Metro Prime series. So basically, um, we don't right. really know who was working on it. Um, so um, there were some details that came out later on um, about it. So from uh, this is from like a game former uh, editor named uh, Iram Khan. Yeah. Uh, so he said he has some insight to the situation. He said that uh, the big problem with Metro Prime Four development was Nintendo's experimental ad hoc development process. It, it was being made in parts in different countries. Some studios were trucking along saying it was going smoothly while it was on fire elsewhere. Uh, he oh, later wow. on said, uh, internal thinking was that it needs to be all done all under one, one roof to right the shift. Um, and interestingly, Retro made the pitch for the involvement, uh, for their involvement and put together a demo that Nintendo liked. Um, so basically what it, what it sounds like is that uh, he said... It's being claimed to be rebooted, and I can't remember the name of the guy in the Nintendo video, but he said it's essentially being rebooted. So that probably means they're going to use some assets, so they have some general ideas of how it's going to go. Um, but it's kind of crazy to think that this was a game people thought was going to come out in the next you know, nine, ten months, and now now we're looking at this game as three, make, this is the end of a Switch or the next console uh, life cycle. Um so I don't know. I mean, I'm, a, I'm so I'm not a huge metric metric guy whatsoever. I know you're a much bigger fan of it, so I'm kind of curious what uh what you think coming out of this. Well, let's be perfectly honest right here. I think this is absolutely fucking crazy that Nintendo is outright just said it. Like outright just comes out and just say, "Hey, we're canceling this, and we're having this developer go through and actually work on this game now." How often do you hear a company like a gaming company go forth and tell its like its fans, its consumers, it's like, "Hey." Yeah, the progression of this game is not going so hot, but we have this developer now that's going to be going forth and doing this. You know, it's like, it, it's absolutely mind-blowing, mind-blowing to me, in my personal opinion. But at the same point, it makes me wonder, what was the state of this game in at that point where they were finally led to the decision of, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to have Retro go forth and, like, uh, have it back, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, oh, boy. But my overall impression, once I started reading about it and stuff, and definitely hearing the little bits of the Game Informer stuff, is like, what was the demo that Retro presented to Nintendo that just gave them to the, oh yeah, yeah, this is basically going to be it, you know? They just walked into the room and handed them the, the uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy, he's like, here you go, here's your demo. Got it. And that's how Retro got back the Metroid Prime series. <laughs> yeah, that was their demo. We're like, we don't need a demo. We made three excellent games. And what's kind of interesting, it's like a lot of the developers that were behind like that uh, the initial first couple Metroid Prime games are no longer at Retro Studios. But at the same point, it's coming back home to that developer from Houston, Texas. You know, like freaking Retro Studios and stuff. The and here's the thing. Let's be perfectly honest with with the with you here. The Metroid Prime series in general, you had two games on the GameCube. You had one for the Wii. 
all of those were kind of like westernish sort of like uh, style games because of the perspective you know some people call them a first person like adventure games i just honestly looking at them now these are first person shooter games rough roughly you know just basically having like a lot of the influences of the metroid world and this and of that and stuff i think this is a damn perfect fit going back because i initially thought this was going to be retro developing this game in general because they have such a great track record not only in like creating like uh the old metroid games the metroid prime games but also because of the work they did with tropical freeze and all the other donkey kong country games that they've done and so you're telling me that this company this this developer has been doing nothing and stuff and all of a sudden they see what's happening with metroid and then all of a sudden now they got the metro they got metroid prime back to work on that's crazy you know yeah but uh honestly i like it i like it a lot because i know for a fact for one it's going back to the developer that's going to put a lot of emphasis care and style into it i mean this is basically what made that studio famous yeah. It's the Metroid Prime series. And now going forth and working on it. Now I'm just thinking it's like what could this possibly go and how this what could this possibly could mean for this like this game now? Cause now it's like I was somewhat excited for Metroid Prime 4 before, but just like what you're saying, Tyler, it's like we hardly heard anything about it. It was just announced randomly in the Nintendo Direct during the E3 time, like like about a year or two ago. And we heard nothing else about it. Other than it's still in development. Yeah. And uh, even though... Uh, excuse me for a moment. <coughs> even though Nintendo pretty much shocked and surprised everybody with just this outright reboot of this of Metroid Prime 4 in general, the development cycle, I think this is probably one of the best moves Nintendo could have possibly done with this game. Because in and of itself, if they were having that tumultuous of uh, issues like with stuff overseas and stuff, because the rumored company that was supposed to be developing Metro Prime 4 initially was supposed to be like maybe Bandai Namco, potentially, but I'm not too sure, don't quote me on that, but uh, they obviously handed off the work back to Retro. <laughs> but man, I'm just so excited about it. It's just, it's just crazy. I love it, it's crazy. I can't wait for this game to come out. Now it's kind of leading me to think it's like what what's going to come out first now Metroid Prime Four or the Final Fantasy Seven remake? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that, I I still put money down Metroid Prime Four. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm I'm a lot of ways about it. Where I was like, it, it's, it'd be cool to see like one more. You know, uh, uh, this sounds weird when it was different different people working on it. It sounds like. Um, yeah, but the the idea of like this game Metroid Four coming out and it's great. It's like that's just one more studio in Nintendo's library of awesome studios or awesome game makers. Yeah, they make games for them. So it kind of sucks to hear that that kind of fell apart and they they maybe not lost it, but um, they don't have the chance to prove themselves. Yeah, like, like they we're hoping they could. Um, but then again, though, it's great to see that you know it's going back to retro. But you know it's. Um, it's just crazy, you know. Like the, I think it's kind of cool how they're very honest about it. Oh yeah. Um, because you don't usually see that. I mean, even Nintendo will like, uh, like the, you'll see a, a, something shown off, and you never see it again. Like the the robot, the giant robot uh, demo they showed at E three yep. years ago. We never saw it again. Uh, you see games like that all the time, like E like threes and events where like, you see a, a, a teaser or you see some gameplay for something, and then you never hear about it again. Yeah. Um, EA cancels games all the time like they they closed volition a year and a half ago yep uh said hey we're putting this game over in this studio and then just last week canceled that game but didn't to say it out loud they canceled the game they just silently uh, canceled the game yeah silently canceled the game it, it leaked out um so now all that hubbub out i mean which i can understand it's it's a tough it's a tough game to play because you want to kind of save public percep- uh, per, um, perception perception yeah yeah um because you know, obviously, you don't want to like make it seem like things are a mess constantly over there. Because if you have, you know, who knows how many games get made or get canceled um, all the time? You know, like how many actually right. get released compared to how many get canceled and how far they get into development when they get canceled. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bummer to hear that it didn't work out, especially because who knows how long this game's actually been in development for? Like, was it in development before it was announced at E3? Were they still putting the parts together for it? Like. 
Um, you know, I mean, it's been over you know a year and a half, nearly two years now since it was released or this was announced. So uh, it's a bummer to hear you know a year and a half after it's been announced that we're starting all over again. But um, I think we'll yeah. see it like a lot sooner than we will think. So. I I could I could definitely see it like maybe seeing something like next E3 like we get like a, a, a like the reboot teaser for it or something like that um, maybe holiday 2021 yeah oh for release yeah I'm just thinking about like actually like seeing some uh some like gameplay or teaser or something from oh yeah Dutch of course but uh, I don't know I mean I, I do like the, how open they were about it I, I wish there were more people were like this uh, more companies were like this. Um, but uh, it, it makes me wonder, like, what the hell's Retro been doing for the last five years? I know, right? Since they, Tropical they, Freeze. Yeah, they released that in, like, January or February of, like, 2014. And here we are, January, almost February of, of 2019. 2019. It's like, yeah, they had to have been working on something at some point that we're going to yeah. be aware about. Well, there was a rumor of, like, they were working on that Star Fox F-Zero game that everybody thought was going to be at E3 last year. Right, Never, and it wasn't. I haven't heard anything about that. There's been some rumors that maybe the game has been canceled. Right. Uh, and then there's also talks that they're working on two games. They're working on the Star Fox game, and then they're making their own new IP. Right. So like, like what? Like what's like? Are they like pulling a bunch of resources off of those games that they're working on to go to this and have and just hey, they have the Skeleton Crew finish this up. Right. Or are they gonna, like we'll tackle that when we get to it with Metro Prime Four. Um, I'm curious. Like, are they just dropping everything to go to Metro Prime? Uh, Hmm. It, it's it's a curious situation though. Like, there's just so many different ways you can go about it. Honestly, um, it kind of it could be just possibly that uh, that's probably gonna be their next project they're gonna be working on because they're probably gonna be tying up like development potentially with another game. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? I mean, there's so many possibilities with this. Um, I I think you know we're I think we, we've talked about I think a lot of people have talked about it over the over the over time about people were excited for it because it's metroid but it's like it's metroid Prime 4 uh but we don't know who's making it we don't really know anything about it. it's so mysterious what's going on um so you're so, just kind of hopeful and now it's like now you're like oh retro's got it so now we're pretty sure more than likely it's going to be great yeah so that's the impression right now and i absolutely love that you know because we know for a fact retro can make some goddamn good games <laughs> yeah um and something else from the game of former uh editor um he said that uh, that there has been rumors in the past of a Metro Prime trilogy for Switch, uh, though it has not officially been announced. Uh, he said that it's been uh, that the the trilogy has long been done, but it's supposed to be uh, and it was supposed to be announced last month. Well, why they didn't is ha- why that didn't happen is unclear. Aside from Metro Prime Four and the Metro mm. Prime trilogy, that's apparently more Metroid stuff in the works. Oh uh, man. Yeah, Con, uh, Con believes Metro Prime's four delay uh, adjusts their schedule a bit, which may or may not include the trilogy. So maybe, um, so like the big rumors going into the Game Awards uh, was like, oh, they're going to announce uh, Metro Prime or the, the Metro Prime trilogy there, and maybe some game gameplay for Prime Four, kind of like what they did the year before with with Bayonetta, right? Uh, where they announced right. the, the 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 remake and then the three. Um, and I think a lot of people were, were shocked by that; it didn't happen. Um, and maybe this makes sense. Maybe they like, hey, they knew it was going badly. Maybe they were already in the process of. I mean, that was. It feels like twenty years ago, but it was six weeks ago that the Game Awards was. Yeah. Um, seven weeks ago. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility that like they knew this was gonna ha- that this was happening or already happened with Metro Prime Four being switched to Retro, and they like well, they wanted they probably wanted to like release the trilogy not too far before. But four, uh, and now it's like, well, we don't want to release this, uh, tr- this trilogy that's actually done. They probably, I-, I wonder if like that could have been like their February game, like they did with Bayonetta. Like, oh hey, yeah, we're gonna announce in December. It's out in February. Like that could have been their thing. Maybe Metroid Prime Four. They were hoping would be out this year, or maybe sometime beginning of next year. Uh, I just, yeah, I just thought that on the spot though. Like that totally was a thing that could have happened. Um, but they probably want, you know, they want to keep it somewhat fresh in people's minds, but give enough time to play it. Um, so it, it's interesting. Like, I, it's, I'm, well, yeah, it definitely is interesting. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like this has been going on a lot longer than we than we probably thought, and that's probably the reasoning why that things were pulled back from not only just the Game Awards, but uh, here's the thing: if that if there is a Metroid Prime trilogy that is supposed to be releasing on Switch, 
Man, I'm very surprised that not only we haven't heard from it from now, though, but at the same point, it's like, just coming for that announcement, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, we're changing development stuff for Metroid Prime 4 and stuff, but, uh, you know, you know how Nintendo could be, they could announce, they could easily release, like, an announced trailer or something like that for the Metroid Prime trilogy stuff and have it set for a release date, maybe, like, a March or somewhere in April of this year to try to, okay, this is the year, here, here's your Metroid stuff until then. Very easily yeah. they could do that. Yeah. So it's um it's curious uh what what they're gonna do. Uh but uh, hopefully it all works out. I, I I do think the fact that Metroid uh Prime trilogy is supposed to be done, uh what that means, but it's not the first time I'm sure something like this has happened. Well well yeah, of course. But you know, speaking of like actual releases releases and stuff like that, you know the Nintendo actually had like a little miniature like indie event or something? Like the past uh, couple days, <laughs> uh, you know, I heard about it, but I don't really know any details of it. Well, um, I'll tell you what, though, it's like it—it it was kind of a weird thing because Nintendo they did not have it like a direct at the end of this month, like a lot of people suspected, and instead of doing like an actual direct direct for like the U.S. and stuff, they oddly did something for the U.K. The U.K. like a Nintendo YouTube page like had this video right, and it was like basically mm-hmm. I think it was like about. I think it was either like uh, 10, 15 minutes long. I'm not too sure of the time itself. But there were a bunch of games that were announced and that were going to be potentially coming to the Switch this year. One of the games that uh, they had announced was actually Goat Simulator, the game of the year edition of the Goatee, as they call it, with all the various stuff. I looked at that and I was like, oh my god, no, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to be purchasing Goat Simulator again. <laughs> oh, the actual DLC content. Anyway. <laughs> but there were a couple of different games that uh, were announced that I was fairly interested in. Another, there was one that was like a uh, music-based game that's not going to be coming out anytime soon. But uh, I think it was like Double Kick was its name. And uh, here's the mm-hmm. thing. It's one of those music-based uh rhythm games where it goes from left to right and stuff and you have to mash it sort of like a guitar sort of string like combos and stuff like that it looked fairly interesting and it's like one of those type of adventure games where you're just going through like uh you're just going from place to place and stuff and it's just like one of those music rhythm games where you just hit the thing notes and the beats and stuff and the rhythms and it looked fairly interesting but another game that uh, was announced i think it was like cross code or something well, apparently it's supposed to... I believe this is its name, right? It has been released previously, but it's supposed to be a... Uh, like, almost like, a, like a, a retro sort of turn-based JRPG, sort of. From the gameplay that I've seen of it, from the trailer and plus some of the presentation, it kind of gives me that Chrono Trigger-like feel in terms of the action RPG elements, in terms of, like... Certain basic content, like combat stuff and this and that, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was just pretty much of a surprise, you know. We didn't, there really wasn't too much emphasis on uh, on Twitter or too much, like, of note that was released from this, like, video and stuff. Of course, there were various YouTubers that did cover little bits of it. But uh, from the games that I personally saw, it's like those two kind of, like, came to mind. Oh, there was another indie game too that I've forgotten, but uh, but yeah, that that was basically sort of like it, you know. There was just a, like about four or five game trailers or something, plus like Goat Simulator coming to Switch and this and of that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it was just kind of like a weird out of the blue sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I know they did that. They do it a couple times a year. It seems like they do like a little like Nindies type event, like right? Nowhere, so. I think they did that about this time too last year. Um, I thought one thing we could do though that might be a little fun. What's up? Just um, we have a little time here. Uh, is we could uh, kind of look at the rest of the like Q1. All like, right. You know, through the through the end of March for games that are going to come, be coming out. Yeah. Uh, so for the rest of the like I said, the rest of the quarter. So you know, our RE2 remake already came out. Um, but you know, Tuesday we have on January 29th, Kingdom Hearts three. Yep. Huge game we, release. Where were you at in this one? Are you actually interested in this one at all? To be perfectly honest with you, I am somewhat interested in playing Kingdom Hearts 3. But at the same time, the last time I had played and beaten the Kingdom Hearts game, it was like June of 2005. With yeah. uh, me beating Kingdom Hearts 2. 
<laughs> so, obviously, I've thought about buying it, but I could potentially get the uh, the prequel disc, the 1 and 2, like, mm -hmm. remix stuff before even attempting to get Kingdom Hearts 3. It pains me to say this, but I, I'm probably going to have to skip out on Kingdom Hearts 3 for now. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly where I'm at where like it, the reviews are out and it's super positive for, for the game. But um, like the, all of like the, my infatuation with this game is from, is like my childhood. Yeah. Like loving Kingdom Hearts one and two. And I'm like you, like I played the first two and beat them when they, when they came out. Uh, I tried playing the chain memories one uh, on game, on game boy Advance. That game's right. Really good. It's a stupid card game. Uh, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you where, I, like I, I have a, a lot of interest in it. It's great to hear. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's been what 13, 14 years, fifteen years since the last one came out. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a much different time. Uh, I I remember really enjoying Kingdom Hearts too. Honestly, mm -hmm. yeah, and I mean those were my type of games though at that point, like to the Tales games, obviously. So those were my games back then. So this and the, the nowadays, this really isn't my game. Right. Um, but moving on to the next thing. So we're going to move into February here. Let's see what we got in February. Um, any interest in Crackdown 3? February 15th? I don't even have an Xbox One. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, uh, I have an Xbox One. I, I'm just optimistic about it. Uh, I got I have the Games Pass thing, so it'll be on there. Oh, yeah. So that's the main reason I'm, I'm going to play it. Um, otherwise, it'd be one of those games I'd wait to see reviews and what the overall public th thought of it uh, before I would jump into it. Right, um, but I'm I'm just I'm optimistic. I didn't, I, you know, I, I liked Crackdown one. Uh, I didn't love it like everybody else. I didn't right. freak out over, but I played it much later, so I think there was a lot of hype for that I went in there with. Um, so uh, moving on, uh, any interest in Far Cry New Dawn? Far Cry New Dawn is that the DLC stuff for? Uh... It's not a DLC, but it's like a a small, it's a smaller game, uh, but like Far Cry Five engine. But like six years in the future after a nuclear bomb hits. Yeah, right now I don't really have too much interest in it. Yeah, same. Okay, uh, Jump Force, February 15th as well. Okay, well, Jump Force... Jump Force, I mean, I'm interested in seeing how this game performs, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going to be just like uh, kind of waiting and seeing because there definitely are aspects that do appeal to me because a lot of the characters, a lot of things presented are stuff that I've already like... Uh, I'm already aware of and already know about, but mm -hmm. I have not really seen a lot of like great gameplay from this game already. You know, it's yeah. kind of concerning me a bit. Yeah, but, no, that makes yeah. that makes sense. Uh, I I don't, but I had no interest in Dragon Ball Fighters, so yeah, uh, of course, come out and blow, blow me away, and I'll end up playing it. But um, moving on, Metro Exodus. Uh, I've talked about this one a mm -hmm. lot. Obviously, I'm incredibly excited for this game. Well, yeah, um, yeah. What about you? Metro Exodus. Well, let's see. I would probably be a little bit more excited if, like, I actually did, like, play the other games, you know? I mean, I, I know. I got I got a lot of stuff I could easily go over and do. I mean, hell, I get a lot of flack from my friends because I haven't watched certain Marvel movies or I haven't watched certain TV shows. But uh, when it comes to Metro Exodus, I mean, there is some interest there. But I really would love just to play the first couple of games first before I play Exod Exodus, you know, Exodus or whatever. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, Anthem, February 22nd. What about you? What were you, were you at on this? I do have some interest in Anthem. I mean, I know I've said this before, and I know EA's at the at the cusp of this, and I kind of still have that feeling that they're going to drop the ball hard on this game. But... There is some interest there. Now, if I had access to play some of the demo, like, say, what other uh, people ha are doing this weekend, pretty much beta yeah. testing it, maybe. But uh, there is some interest. Now I'm just waiting on the reviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I talked about I played the alpha, uh, and I, I have the demo this weekend, but I have yet to play it. Uh -huh. um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm really really excited about this game. Um, it's it I'm it's I it's it's more it's more like kind of the Bioware fanboyism, I guess, more right. than anything. 
that's making me optimistic about this game. It's kind of like Death Stranding, uh, to a much smaller extent uh, to what how I feel about this game to what I feel about Death Stranding, where it's a David yeah. Kojima's first game with without the Metal Gear license. Um, so, you know, I'm 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 optimi- I'm extremely optimistic optimistic about it. I'm hopeful that this game is gonna be good. I don't see how it's not at least good. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't know about great, but I, I feel like this game, worst case scenario, is just it's good. Um, but we'll see. Uh, obviously, we've, we've been wrong before. So, uh, moving on to March. Um, Toe Jam and Earl comes out March first. I I don't really know much about this franchise, but I know there's, there's a lot of love behind it. <laughs> oh, let's see. Toe Jam and Earl. This is a game series that started on the Genesis. I remember that. I mean, the original, yeah. like the first two. Toe Jam and Earl games. The first one was better than the second one, obvious, honestly, in my personal opinion. But uh, honestly, I'm just waiting to see reviews of this game, too, because this is one of those games that's basically coming back from the dead because there has not been an actual Toe Jam and Earl game since, like, the original Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like I said, I don't know much about it, but I know there's been some, uh, some, some buzz around it, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Um, next game, March 5th, Left Alive. Um, that game I'm really looking forward to. It's a Square Enix uh, published game, uh, mm. like robot stuff. It's got oh God, it's like a lot of art direction, art directors from the Metal Gear game, which I think that's that's pretty much all of my excitement is for, is because of that, because um, it just looks and feels a lot like, um, or at least looks a lot like uh, like what you would think a Metal Gear game would look like in that kind of environment, right? Um, with a lot of, I mean, even though there was Metal Gears, but with with um, the mechs and stuff. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. Uh, have you, I don't, I don't know. I, we've talked about a little bit in the past. Um, I think we have. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, My I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm picking that up for sure. Uh, March 8th, Devil May Cry 5 Gables. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Devil May Cry 5. I do have some interest in playing that game. Hell, I, <laughs> I have some good nostalgia for Devil May Cry games, but, uh, yeah, you know what? Barring other like microtransaction bullshit that game has initially tried to present itself with and stuff, at the core, I do want to revisit the overall world of the Devil May Cry games. I mean, Devil May Cry three obviously is my favorite in terms of uh, in terms of game stuff, and I'm still working my way through that game. I will finish that fucking game one day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is gonna be a segment for Gables. It's like Gables, you need to finish this. <laughs> That's basically what it feels like right now. But uh, yes, Devil May Cry Five. I've been waiting for this kind of a game since uh, Devil May Cry Four, which I did enjoy. I did enjoy for the most part, but I only played it halfway because I only finished Nero's portion and did not continue on as Dante. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested when that game drops. Okay, cool. Um, I I have no interest in the Devil May Cry series, so ah, uh, action uh, games they were up your style, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think nowadays they would be. Back then, not really, because I didn't really care for that style. Oh. Um, the Platinum games recently have kind of changed that a little bit. Um, but it's it's most it's pretty much really just Platinum that makes me like those kind of games. Man, um, I was. Thing. Man, I'll tell you what, man. It's like back in the like the freaking mid two thousands and stuff like that. I was like a, almost like a fucking adrenaline junkie, just playing Devil May Cry three, and then all of a sudden playing some like Metal Gear Solid three. You know, it's like, oh man, it's like that was like one of my jams and stuff. I loved like some of those action hack and slash type of stuff with, uh, with Devil May Cry three. Then just try to edge a lot of that stuff off. I remember, yeah. I remember going to GameStop. And buying that game brand new for $20 because I remember the game dropped in price because that whole fucking special edition released. And that's how I got it. (laughs) Uh, Oh my god, I'm getting old. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, No. Um, Ooh. This one, I don't know. This one might be be, be up your alley. March 22nd, uh, Sicario Shadows Die Twice. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm trying to remember. the Dark Souls guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know what? I definitely do have some interest in playing this game. To be perfectly honest with you, it's going to be another one of those games where I'm going to wait and see. 
because it's it's kind of funny because a lot of the games so far that have been announced for this year, it's basically the same thing. It's like me, I need to wait and see. Because I don't know whether or not if I'm going to have the same type of cravings like they had Resident Evil 2 and just fucking just yeah. go forth and just buy it, like, just randomly off the cuff. Because I... I don't know why, but it feels like this year I'm going to be, like, splurging a little bit more for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least it's, it's, it's a pretty loaded year so far. Oh, yeah. It's just stuff that we, we know about. Um, and then I think last but not least for this quarter... Coming in right at the very end, the day, the day before Justin's birthday, uh-huh. uh, March 29th, Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh, um, that's right. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. this, obviously. Uh, uh, I like the... Oh, jeez. What was the Wii U one called again? It was Epic Yarn. Yeah, I Epic think. Yarn. No, Epic Yarn was a Kirby game. Oh, no. Not, um, not, it was Woolly World. Woolly World. Thank you. Yeah, um, I love that game. That was fun. Yeah. Just a fun adorable game to play there's no real major challenge unless you want want to be challenged so it's just if you want to just it's just a, it's just a fun relaxing time what that game is and it's just adorable to look at and play um so really look forward to that i think that's gonna be uh a ton of fun uh at least i hope so oh yeah um, yeah so uh, what about you on that one though Oh yeah, I want to pick that game up. I'm I'm definitely down for a fucking like relaxing game like that because that sounds so much up my alley. Just a whimsical platformer, just love to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that should be should be good. That, I mean, that's pretty much gonna wrap up. You know, I think the show. But I mean, look, obviously we talked about the, this uh, first chunk of the year is gonna be amazing. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I can't can't wait till we we just got RE2. We're finally we're in, finally in the point now where games are coming out to play this year. So, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, but I think that's gonna wrap up the show. Um, want to thank you guys uh, for listening to us this week. I uh, want to hear more from us. We do have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. Um, on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. On YouTube at Drunk Nerds or just Drunk Nerds. Subscribe, please. Give us a big thumbs up. Leave us a comment on our videos. We really appreciate you did that. On iTunes, Drunk Dashers Podcast, uh, five-star review. Leave us a comment. Um, subscribe. The more people do that, the more likely this people see us. Um, same with uh, Spotify, Drunk Dashers Podcast. I don't. You can subscribe to the channel, and I don't. I don't know what you do for reviews, but if you can do one, whatever it is, whether it's five stars, comments, whatever, please do that or thumbs up. I don't know. Um, Basically, then, if you listen to us, please give us a review. Tell us yeah, how we're doing, for God's please. sakes. We would appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and then at twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables, give him a big follow, please. I really appreciate that. Uh, I think that's everything, Gables. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, until next time, guys. I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So, until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fun week. I hope you play a lot of various video games if you can. But most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, hey Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.